So we know it's a busy day. We've got Roe v. Wade overturned, a 6-3 decision. You have concurrent opinions from uh, some justices. You have Kagan, Sotomayor, and Breyer in the dissent. This is what the leak showed. This is what we have. You also have, of course, the decisions from yesterday on New York State uh, Pistol Rifle Association versus Bruin and how that has been responded to in the media. We also have a series of things going on like the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, and how that is being worked right now to bring more dollars, another, was it $30 billion, uh, to the Pentagon. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins us from the Indiana 3rd District, Fort Wayne area. He chairs the Republican Study Committee, and he has been working overtime. Uh, on uh, the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, for the 2023 fiscal year. Before we get into the NDAA and some of the decisions that we saw uh, regarding the Second Amendment, it, it's it's all just happened, right? Every uh, opinion right now starts with, where are you on the court overturning Roe v. Wade and overturning Casey, for that matter? Uh, your immediate thoughts, sir? Well, this is uh, obviously a historic moment, and we still have a a great deal more to learn, Tony, but I celebrate the overturning of Roe v. Wade. This is something that all of my lifetime I look forward to being a part of, and uh, here I am on Capitol Hill this morning. uh, I'm overwhelmed with joy to think about the babies whose lives will be saved moving forward, and I'm I'm glad that we live in in one of the most pro-life states in the country, so now the ball is in the court of our state legislature to pass the strongest pro-life laws uh, in the country at the state level. And I call on Governor Holcomb and our state legislators to go back to work immediately to make sure that that's done. But this is big news, great news. And uh, we wouldn't be here today if it weren't for uh, President Trump appointing pro-life justices, uh, a, a significant decision that's only made possible because of because of uh, the, the, the pro-life picks that he made on the court. So I'm, I'm also, uh, in this moment, I'm grateful that uh, we had the most pro-life president in history in office for four years that had an opportunity to appoint uh, pro-life justices. As we have been making um, clear, this has been a conversation not about pro-life and pro-choice, but rather a conversation about the Constitution and whether or not the Constitution holds uh, that uh, abortion is a right and whether or not Casey and Roe versus Wade were uh, uh, engaged uh, soundly on the legal basis. Uh, But there's no doubt that the pro-life side has been for 49 years uh, fighting uh, this fight, and and this is uh, their reward. Uh, We will get in... uh, to it a, a little bit more throughout uh, the show, but let, let, let's let's go back to what you're working on on the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. You're working on the markup. We're talking about an outrageous amount of money, as always. What are the what are the things that we're trying to get done in this, as opposed to other ones? And what what is the what is the pushback? Where are we going? Well, right now we we recognize the the threat that. China poses to the United States militarily uh, as a national security threat. So the NDAA, which is the the one bill that the Armed Services Committee passes every year, deals with everything related to our military. And I've been a leader on the front lines of modernizing uh, our our military, of of, uh, 
of doing better to develop the sophisticated emerging technologies that it will take to face the the the, the threat of China and um, uh, the, the the sophisticated way that they they their their civil military fusion approach in China uh, is something that we've fallen behind in combating. They have more sophisticated weapons. They have more sophisticated technologies. How they approach. Uh, warfare is is uh, is different than the way that we've historically done it. So we're investing more in innovation, and I'm I'm chairman of the cyber and I'm, I'm ranking member of the cyber and uh, innovation uh, subcommittee. So uh, everything that we deal with, from quantum computing to cyber to artificial intelligence, is all about investing in those new technologies. And this NDAA that we passed out of committee uh, early yesterday morning uh, invests more in that than ever before. Is is our military, as you see it, becoming adept to the changing landscape? It's it's no longer a war with Russia. It's no longer going to be a cold weather uh, kind of fight. Have we really turned the corner on this? I mean, we, we hear the story about, uh, we see the U.S. Navy, hey, let us teach you about pronouns. We hear that critical race theory is being taught at West Point, even though it may be to a very, very small uh, class or grouping. Of, of cadets and people wonder whether or not this military, sir, has what it takes to fight the fights, not just necessarily in, in, a, in a physical skill set, but in a mentality uh, skill set. Is there a conversation that goes on within this about what it is we actually train for? Yeah, this was a big part of the, the fights between Republicans and Democrats on the committee. We had a, the hearing started at 10 a.m., on uh, the day before, and then we wrapped up at two in the morning. And a number of our fights were over this. I mean, uh, we we agree on our side, uh, Tony, that wokeness is weakness. And if you if you advance wokeness and push uh, critical race theory, anti-Americanism on our troops and our military academies, that projects weakness to China, which is the opposite of the 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 opposite of the, of the big point of why we have a a military, a strong, mighty military to deter. Our adversaries, and instead, when we advance these uh, these weak uh, causes that America that makes America look weak, we're inviting our adversaries. So we had some of these debates, and and we defeated uh, one significant amendment by one vote uh, that would have uh, that would have advanced uh, wokeness on military contractors of, of privately owned businesses who do business with the Pentagon. We also argued a number of other amendments that would stop the academies and military institutions from teaching critical race theory anti-americanism by the way it's the it's the, the 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 cost of doing that if you if you tell our troops that america is evil inherently racist um uh, it, and you strip away the patriotism of our troops how can you expect them to, to send them off to war and and uh, bravely fight potentially die for our country so it doesn't make any sense and it's not coming it's coming from the, the administration and the, the top levels of our military leadership that have been appointed by, by Joe Biden and these Democrats. And we've got, we got to fight back against it. When we get the majority back in November, uh, we, we've got to hold them accountable for it. But in the meantime, in these committee hearings, we've got to fight back against them and, and uh, prevent them from taking it even further. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks from the Indiana 3rd uh, District, chair of the Republican Study Committee. One of the reasons I had, I had said, hey, I, I, there are some things you and I should talk about, 
is uh, in in these cultural conversations, as as we have them, we talk about critical race theory, and of course, uh, the overturning of Roe uh, v. Wade, and more, of course, information is just flowing out, the concurring uh, opinion from, from John Roberts uh, amongst them, is that you and Senator Tom Cotton, uh, Senator of, of Arkansas, introduced legislation, this is reported by Fox News, that would allow adults to sue doctors who perform gender transition procedures on them up to 30 years after they turn 18. Is this about people being able to sue for something that happened when you were a child? Or is this about being able to sue about something that happened as an adult? And why it, it, are, are you pushing a social message with this? Or did you find that there's a real need for it? Well, it's definitely a real need for it. I mean, these quack doctors that are preying on our kids and turning uh, boys into girls or girls into boys as as underage um, as children, those doctors should be held accountable for that when those kids realize that they were misled. And and that's what that's what Tom Cotton and I, we introduced a bill that would provide would, would create that cause of action, that opportunity for. Uh, those doctors to be held accountable later in life when those kids realize that that was a that that, that was a mistake uh, to undergo those types of procedures at a young age. So this is about protecting our kids. Uh, it's it's more than a message. It's about accountability uh, of these quack doctors that are that are performing these surgeries, these types of treatments, uh, because we we do hear stories from those who uh, uh, after they undergo one of these these uh, this treat, the type of treatment or these procedures, they, they later regret it when they mature and, and come of age and realize that that was a mistake. Uh, these doctors, often without the consent of parents, you know, we have, we have uh, treatments that, that are being provided to kids in schools without the explicit approval of their parents. I mean, this, this stuff is, is shameful, and uh, it's, it's definitely worth it, Tony, to uh, hold these uh, – Hold some of these uh, doctors accountable that are that are performing. By the way, these surgery costs thirty thousand dollars, and these doctors are are profiting hugely from performing these types of surgeries. So uh, they they should be held accountable for taking advantage of our kids, and that's what Tom Cotton and I are trying to make sure uh, to allow that would allow that to happen, uh, as we expect this to be uh, something that a lot of these kids come to regret um, in later years. Holding people responsible is one thing. Claiming that the profit is the reason to hold them responsible, sir, all due respect, not something I can get down with. I mean, they're, they're allowed, doctors are allowed to make a living. I, don't, I never like anything that goes in that direction. Well, we're talking, again, we're talking about doctors taking advantage of kids and turning boys into girls as as uh, as they are children, not not old enough to make those mature decisions themselves. And what, what I'm saying is that there, you know, there is a there is a profit here that the doctors are making off of. But this is larger than that. This is about this is about what these these uh, kids are being influenced to do at a young age uh, when they aren't ma- aren't mature enough to understand the ramifications of those decisions oh i don't disagree sir no part of me disagrees whatsoever on on that subject just whenever i hear the word profit you know that sounds that 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 always hits me but i'd like to uh, turn the question just just a, a touch congressman um where does this legislation discuss the parents who allow this type of surgery to take place 
Well, we know that there, there are many parents who aren't involved in those decisions. That, that, that's, that's the crazy part of this. By the way, eight, studies show that 80% of kids who undergo this treatment or these procedures later regret it, 80%. So um, the, 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 the parents who uh, support these decisions should be held accountable too, but we're talking about doctors that often perform these surgeries or these treatments without the approval of parents. Uh, Congressman, before I let you go, um, with the overturning of of Roe v. Wade today and and, and the overturning of of Casey and the um, we have been watching this idea of of will we see violence? Um, We have seen the protests at the Supreme Court justices homes. We know that someone came from California to Maryland to to attempt to the desire was the intention was to murder Justice uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, have you been involved in any conversations? Have there been any congressional conversations other than some legislation passed about safety and security of the justices? And have in, in your view, have there been members of Congress who have been participatory in looking the other way on violence or, in, or maybe in your view, encouraging it? Yeah, with, without a doubt. I mean, these, these Democrats have incited it. Um, they, they have, they have directly incited uh, people to show up and protest at the homes of Supreme Court justices. And it, it's despicable. It's shameful, especially with their hyper-partisan focus on these, gen- these sham January 6th hearings. At the same time, they're telling people to go protest Supreme Court justices. We have people showing up at their homes. And, you know, th- this, this ruling just came out just a few minutes ago before we hopped on this uh, interview uh, with you, Tony. I'm, I'm about to walk over to the floor of the House and cast my vote against this uh, dangerous gun control measure. And uh, when I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look out over toward the Supreme Court and see what, what kind of a crowd uh, we have uh, showing up over there. But I, I do fear for uh, the safety of our Supreme Court justices who made a historic decision. And they've already, the, the, the left is trying to, was trying to pressure them to change their minds, try to influence them by protesting at their homes and, and threatening them. And uh, that that's uh, shameful. That that should never be allowed in this process. That the Department of Justice has not fully uh, gone after these people who have shown up. That the Biden Department of Justice should be arresting people showing up illegally at the homes of these justices to try to try to threaten them and and influence them. They haven't done that yet, and uh, they they absolutely should. But we'll see what kind of uh, response uh, occurs in the aftermath of this decision. But again, I I just want to say that we 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 celebrate it. It's a great day for life. And uh, the the babies who will be saved because of this decision, um, it uh, it goes without being saying that that's uh, absolutely worth celebrating. Night of Rage is trending on Twitter. Sir, you go do your work. We will talk about the gun legislation maybe next week uh, with you. Congressman Jim Banks, Indiana 3rd District. Uh, Keep it right here, guys. More ahead. I'm Tony Katz.